to do some poetry reading today. Yes, it's back. Um, We're going to read ballad poems. And a ballad poem is a popular narrative song passed down orally in the English tradition. It usually follows the form of a rhymed A, B, C, B quatrains, alternating uh, four stress and three stress lines. Folk or traditional ballads are anonymous and recount tragic, comic, or heroic. So we're going to start with uh, a poem called In the Past, and this is by Trumbull Stickney. There lies a sunlit lake under a noiseless sky where never the morning breaks nor the evening die. Mad flakes of color whirl on its even face, iridescent and streaked with pallor, and warding the silent place. The rocks rise sheer and gray from the sea, the sedgeless brink to the sky. Dull lit with the light of pale half day, through a void space and dry. And the hours lag dead in the air with the sense of coming eternity to the heart of the lonely boatman there, the boatman am I. I in my lonely boat, a waif on the somnolent lake, watching the colors creep and float with the sinuous track of a snake. Now I lean or the side in lazy shades in the water sea lapped in the sweep of a sluggish tide crawled in from the living sea and next I fix my eyes so long that the heart declines on the changeless face of the open skies where no star shines and now to the rocks I turn, to the rocks around that lie like walls of circling sun wherein lie bound. The waters that fill my powerless strength and meet my homeless oar, laboring over their ashen length, never to find a shore. But the gleam still skims at times on the somnolent lake and a light there is that swims with the whirl of a snake. And though dead be the hours, I the air, and dayless the sky, the heart is alive of the boatman there, the boatman am I. So this is the son of a wealthy and educated parents, the son of a wealthy and educated parents, Trumbull Stickney, led a cosmopolitan life in Europe before attending Harvard College. While still a freshman, he was chosen to help edit the prestigious Harvard Monthly. His first poems were published in the magazine and clearly show his interest in classic Greek literature. After graduating, Stickney traveled to Paris and studied at the Sorbonne, becoming the first American to receive the university degree of Doctorate S. Merets. Unhappy in academia, 
He returned to Harvard to teach and died just a year later at the age of 30. Though he was well-versed in classical Greek literature in his own poetry, Stickney displays the division of modern consciousness, highly emotional and technically daring. Stickney's small body of work influenced later poets such as T.S. Eliot and Ezra Pound. All right, let's go to the next one. So obviously these may be longer than 25 lines. Uh, so depending upon how many I get that's more than that, we may only do uh, one more after this one, or this could be the last one. All right, we're going to read one entitled, And If I Did, Then What? This is by George Gasconone. Gasconone. <laughs> follow this and read it. But this one is a 25 or fewer lines. And if I did, then what? Are you aggrieved, therefore? The sea hath fish for every man, and what would you have more? Thus, did my mistress once amaze my mind with doubt, and popped a question for the knots to beat my brains about? Where to I thus replied, each fisherman can wish that all the seas at every tide were his alone to fish. And so did I in vain, but since it may not be, let such fish there as find the grain, the gain, and leave the loss for me. And with such luck and loss, I will content myself till tides of turning time may toss such fishers on the shelf. And when they stick on sands that every man may see, then will I laugh and clap my hands as they do now at me. So George Gascon, the son of a landowner and farmer, was born in Cardington Bed. Forshire, England. He attended Trinity College, Cambridge, and replaced his father as an almoner at Elizabeth's first coronation. However, as farmer George Gascon was unsuccessful, he was imprisoned for debt and yet served in Parliament for two years, beginning in 1557. Gascon wrote poetry plays and prose. His first play, suppo Supposes, may have been used by Shakespeare as a source for part of the Taming of the Shrew. Gascon died of an illness near Stamford. Okay, and let's do this one called The Listener by Walter D. La Marais. Is there anybody there, said the traveler, knocking on the moonlit door, and his horse in the silence champed the grasses of the forest ferny floor, and a bird flew up out of the turret above the traveler's head, and he smote upon the door again a second time. Is there anybody there, he said, but no one descended to the traveler, no head from the leaf-fringed seal leaned over and looked into his gray eyes where he stood perplexed and still. 
but only a host of phantom listeners that dwelt in that lone house then stood listening in the quiet of the moonlight to that voice from the world of men, stood thronging the faint moonbeams on the dark stair that goes down to the empty hall, hearkening in the air, stirred and shaken by the lonely traveler's call. And he felt in his heart their strangeness, their stillness answering his cry, while his horse moved, cropping the dark turf neath the starred and leafy sky. For he suddenly smote on the door even louder and lifted his head. Tell them I came and no one answered, that I kept my word, he said. Never the least stir made the listeners through every word he spake, fell echoing through the shadowness of the still house from the one man left awake. A, they heard his foot upon the stirrup and the sound of iron on stone, and how the silence surged softly backward when the plunging hoofs were gone. A strong sense of wonder left Walter D. Lamurie right mysterious ethereal poems and stories that can give chills to both young and old. He was a poet of dusk, born in Kent, the Garden of England. He grew up immersed in nature, but settled in London in 1890, where he worked in an office. A government pension in 1908 allowed him to write full-time, and in 1953, he was awarded the high honor of an Order of Merit. His 1923 anthology, Come Hither, a collection of rhymes and poems for the young of all ages is a classic. I totally agree with this. Um, Can give you chills because honestly, when I was reading this, I'm like, I could picture it being a very cold night back there in the 1800s. And, you know, maybe the people that weren't answering him were ghosts and they heard him, you know, or maybe he was a ghost. I don't know, but that was really, really a good point. Uh, Anyway, poetryoutloud.org, guys, go to it on your poems, read them. Um, Have a great rest of your day or a good night's sleep. And tomorrow's Friday. Yippee, Yahoo! I am so glad that it's Friday. We'll be back to do it all over again after tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow for our Friday conversation. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.